right. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am super excited today to be with one of my uh, favorite former students, uh, 2016 graduate from our program, um, Katie Conroy, who is currently the uh, senior premium sales consultant with the San Francisco 49ers and Levi Stadium. How are you doing, Katie? I'm doing great. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday to you as well. I'm uh you know, we uh, uh there's there's a tendency I think for for people to to say uh in the in the age that we're living in and living under you know the pandemic i hear people all the time like what day is it i'm like no no no, no. i still treat fridays as fridays yeah. <laughs> fridays every other day has a similar feel but fridays uh, a little bit extra excitement that's sure. right that's right fridays and saturdays saturdays i work in the garden and in my yard all day so that's uh that's always a fun uh fun day for me um so i'm super excited to talk to you obviously we're gonna get to to, um, your current role with the Niners and and how you um, how you got to be senior premium sales consultant just what like four years after graduating I'm excited to to talk about that with you and and um, and, and talk about your career thus far but let's uh, let's go back a little bit and let's um, let our listeners uh, get a get um, acquainted with you where are you from originally Katie? San Jose. So about two and a half, three hours away from San Luis Obispo. Right. So you had, you're, you're part of the pipeline, uh, that Bay area pipeline, right? Archbishop Mitty, right? Isn't that Mm -hmm. where you went to high school? Right. Yeah. So uh, I've actually, I've actually never, uh, lived outside of California. So (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I consider that lucky, but um, yeah. So yeah, I played um, volleyball at Archbishop Mitty, and yeah. then um, I also played two seasons of indoor volleyball and two seasons of uh, beach volleyball at Cal Poly as at, well. At Cal Poly, yes, right on. Um, one of our one of our um, esteemed student athletes, and so that's awesome. What was it like growing up there in, in San Jose? Tell us, tell us what your parents did and that sort of thing. What was your upbringing like? Yeah, well, obviously I liked it enough to move back here <laughs> right, uh, of course. a little bit after graduating, but um, I mean, I love it. It's a pretty quick drive, especially nowadays. Um, it's a quick drive to San Francisco if you need a little city action and... Um, you know, if you if you're missing the beach, Santa Cruz is you know 20 minutes away. Carmel Beach is it know. really only 20 minutes away? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, definitely a good spot. A little bit of everything. Um, grew up in a nice neighborhood where you know can ride your bike and all and all of that stuff. So right, right yeah. on. Um, what your I, parents I love- do? Yeah. So um, they both actually did did the same thing. My mom's still working. Um, and they are property tax consultants for oh, okay. commercial real estate. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> clearly not something that I was interested in, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you. they, they uh, met on the job and uh, the rest is history, I guess. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, I did not know that about um, your parents. My, uh, my dad, when, or my stepdad, when he got out of tobacco farming, he became a tax assessor for the county, and so um, I know a little bit about that. Uh, about that, um, that 
world. Um, and, uh, and he loved it cause he just got to drive all around the County, uh, talking to people all day. That's all he did, you know? So he's retired now, but, um, but anyway, so, so obviously you're big into sports. You ended up, uh, becoming a, a student athlete here at Cal Poly. Did you play any other sports besides volleyball growing up? Yeah, I, I stuck to just volleyball, um, in high school and beyond, but prior to that, honestly, a little bit of everything. I mean, um, probably started around soccer. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Like who doesn't start with soccer? Um, (laughs) running's not my strong suit. So luckily I was quickly (laughs) transitioned into a goalie. Um, (laughs) you and me, you and me both. (laughs) Um, so yeah, a little bit of soccer, basketball, um, played softball for a few years. Um, did a little swimming here and there, but, uh, yeah, volleyball. Oh, and tennis too. I, tennis is my first sport. I started that when I was five and I loved that. If, uh, if it wasn't volleyball, I probably would have stuck with tennis. Okay. Yeah. I know a little bit from my USTA research that, um, tennis is pretty big in San Jose and the Bay area. Um, what about siblings? Do you have any, you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have an older brother, Michael Conroy, um, and he is also in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, and he's working for Cushman Wakefield. He's a, a broker there. So, okay. Um, still kind of carrying on the commercial uh, real estate side there with Right. Um, I was going to say, following yeah. in the footsteps. How, how much older is your brother? He's four years older. So, okay. um, you know, he's right around 30. Okay. That's a, that's exactly what my, uh, my sister and I are four years apart. So, uh, so we've got that commonality too. So, um, tell, tell me about, um, tell me about what, what you dreamed of being when you were a kid, you know, everybody kind of has that, that dream job or, or most people have that dream job. And, and sometimes it's, um, you know, sometimes it's one of those where you're like four years old and you dream of being whatever. But um, what, what about you? Did you have a dream job? Yeah, I don't know when the um, dream job changed, but I, from when I was super little, I wanted to be a detective. Mm. <laughs> and okay. I mean, even to this day, like that's not in my five-year, 10-year plan by any means, but <laughs> right. I love listening to, you know, like the, <laughs> the murder podcast and <laughs> things right. like that. So, right. um, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know where I got that from and how I was able to, you know, change that from and decipher that from a police officer and whatever at a young age. But yeah, I always, uh, wanted to be a detective. Right. Well, you know, we talked a little bit um, beforehand about podcasts. So you probably have you listened to the um, In Our Own Backyard podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, waiting yeah. For, waiting for the next uh, next episode. I know. Me too. Like, come on. Huge <laughs> cliffhanger. Like months in between. Come on. I know. It is a huge cliffhanger for sure. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I'm thinking, um, whereas I probably started my kids a little bit too early on sitcoms like uh, Parks and Recreation and The Office, that maybe you just started watching Law and Order a little too early, maybe. I think, I think it was criminal minds, but yeah. Oh, criminal minds. There you go. That's exactly it. You know, I I had a funny thing in my, um, in my twenties, I think it was my twenties, maybe even earlier. I don't know. I started, yeah, I think it was when I was, I was a psychology major at, at Carolina, you know? And so I started reading all this serial killer stuff, like, 
tons of tons of fiction and nonfiction about serial killers. And I finally had to put it all down because I was like, I, I just couldn't take it. You know, like everyone, every person I passed, I was like, they could be a serial killer, you know, and uh, it's just not real healthy for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, good and good in moderation for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about Cal Poly. I mean, obviously, um, obviously pretty close and, and just being three hours away. So I'm sure you had heard of Cal Poly, but tell us about the connection. Was it just that you were getting recruited um, or how did it come about that you landed at Cal Poly? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, not necessarily in my year specifically, but I knew that a lot of people from my high school went to Cal Poly. I'd never heard anything bad about it. And then basically when I went to visit, it kind of sealed the deal. Like the combination of the location of it, as well as everyone that I engaged with, whether it was um, on the campus itself or downtown on the beach, like wherever I was, um, it's definitely a, a little paradise there. Yeah, it just felt it just felt like home. Yeah, definitely. I, I love that. So, so let's let's transition to these uh, those formative college years. Now, obviously, you had a little bit of a different experience since you were a student athlete. Um, but um, but t- tell us a little bit about um, about a couple different things. Like what what were your parents? Like your parents being. Um, uh, tax consultants. Um, what did they think about recreation, parks, and tourism, sport management? Were they supportive of that all along? How did that um, discussion come about? Oh, totally, totally. So I, I think if I remember it correctly, you know, kind of sitting down and, and thinking about what my interests are and, um, you know, what, what schools had to offer. And I, I think my mom and I were sitting down and we're like, I mean, this basically sums up perfectly what what you want to do and um no I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go but um I mean honestly like sports in the title sport management and (laughs) you know if not events um which you know uh basically all the whole description of it it seemed like a a perfect fit right so yeah they were they were supportive from from the, the first page we read about it. Yeah. Right on. Well, that's good to hear. So, so let's talk a little bit about that balance. You know, I think uh, um, sometimes student athletes have a tough time balancing um, the, the sport and, and all that goes into all that goes into the sport um, and, and also developing um, developing as a pro, as a rising professional in their major um my memory of you is that you were able to balance it really well and that you got involved in um in, in both um so but but you know um i'm curious how you think and looking back do you feel like you're able to strike a pretty good good balance there yeah, absolutely. Um, I think part of it is when you are on a team with a bunch of young women who um, take, you know, their education and, and life after sports seriously, it it uh, is a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's definitely a, a key, key part of it. But also, you know, when um, your professors take interest in you and what you're doing. I think that's huge. Um, and then, you know, also having support from home and, um, kind of the, the trifecta. So, you know, um, you know, getting, 
getting there for, you know, workouts and practice and then running to class, um, not, not looking your best by any means, but um, being there, I think, you know, you learn pretty quickly that, you know, whatever the saying is that showing up's 80% of it, which, <laughs> which right. is totally spot on. Right, right. I love that. So um, let, let's, um, continuing with the college, uh, with, the, with the college thread, what, what's your biggest, what's your biggest memory? Do you have a, a big memory from your years in San Luis Obispo? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of think about that every time that I make the trip to San Luis Obispo and I'm driving down the grade and, um, you know, I, I don't really have one thing. Right. Um, and this is going to make me sound, you know, pretty old, but I, it's not just one wow moment or, you know, one fun concert I went to or anything like that, but it really is like the, the small parts of every day that you look mm-hmm. back on. And, um, you know, when you, when you think about it, they aren't so small after all, you know, it's the, right. the people that you see every day that, you know, care about you and support you. Um, and then, you know, on a daily basis, the friends that I made, um, both, you know, um, in the gym and, and out of it, you know, that I still talk to every day, you know, I've yeah. been in there to the weddings. I'm yeah. a godmother to one of their kids. Like, oh, it's, awesome. you know, we go on vacations together. Um, but you know, if I really had to narrow it down, maybe those, uh, those trips to the donut shop right around the corner after class. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Was well, sl- slow doco? Is that what you're? Is that <laughs> what sure, you're saying? Sure. Yeah, I uh, I call that uh, the crack den. That's a that's a I try to avoid that place. <laughs> yeah. When I go yeah. in, I have to wear a big overcoat and like um dark glasses because they they know well, now that. with the mask. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. And yeah. then that mask, I can get away with it. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. a good look. That's a good uh, look. Yeah. 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 I actually was planning. I, I played poker uh, a couple nights ago, and I had told my my buddies, "I'm like, I'm starting a new uh, um, a new me tomorrow, but I'm going to go to Slow Doco on the way home tonight." And they were like, "Oh, that's nice of you. What to get the kids and family um, a box of donuts?" And I was like, "No, what are you talking about?" <laughs> They're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I'm talking about going to my crack den and like feeding uh, feeding the beast." And they're like. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I've got a problem with donuts. <laughs> yeah, you can't even wait till you get home. I know. I'm like, no. They're like, oh, we thought you meant like get a box for your kids. I'm like, no, I've actually never thought of that, but that's a good idea. Maybe I could yeah. do that. <laughs> and they were closed, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, you were able to stick around a little bit after uh, after graduation, right? In Cal yeah. Poly. Tell us about that experience. Um, You know, your, your, in, your official internship was your official internship was with the city of slow, right? As for tourism. Yeah. So it kind of blends together pretty, pretty seamlessly. So yeah, I was the tourism intern, um, for the city of San Luis Obispo. Um, and I actually worked, um, with, uh, or I guess under, um, one of your former podcast guests, Molly Kano. Yeah, um, of course. That's and, what I was thinking. Yeah. Y- yeah. And you know, I had absolutely the best time with her, um, on a personal scale, but also learned so much from her. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my, um, official internship. Um, right. and you know, that was, that was great because, you know, one, I got to, you know, go to a lot of great events to promote the city of San Luis Obispo, but also, mm-hmm. um, uh, I got to find out that, you know, that wasn't the right fit for me. Right. Um, and, 
you know, through that internship, one of the main things that you do um, is uh, schedule hotel rooms for the visiting teams mm. uh, that are out of conference usually. Um, so with that, you know, I was ma- able to make some connections within the uh, athletic department that separated me from them just remembering me as a student athlete. Yeah, um, right. So kind of on a, on a more professional side. Um, and, you know, going back to those, you know, relationship building, I heard about this internship with Molly from a friend in one of my classes who I'm still very close with. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, and we, we just got to do great things. I remember one of my favorite events that we did, or we, we went to was in Malibu. It was a, a road trip to Malibu and it was a wine event, um, and there was a draft there. It was, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, so, so that was a a seamless transition to, um, my next, uh, position with Learfield, um, which is now Learfield IMG. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how, that's how you got that position. So, so you became manager of business development, right. For Mustang sports properties. Um, now I, I think some, some sport management, hopefully some of the sport management students who, who are listening will know about, um, these types of positions, Learfield IMG College has become the preeminent um, outsourcing of um, of sports properties at the intercollegiate athletics level. So why don't you, um, it's better than me droning on about it, why don't you tell them about that experience and what that entails, how that's come about in intercollegiate athletics and like what you were doing on a daily basis? Yeah, totally. So uh, you're right. Um, they they definitely have a, a dominance over um, the colleges around the the country. I think you know when I was working there, it was right around 200 properties. I'm sure it's much more than that now. But mm-hmm. um, essentially, uh, they they partner with the athletic program um, and help them take over their um, marketing assets. I guess you you would say. Um, so ultimately, you know, what my, what my role entailed was, um, you know, meeting with, with companies, both on a local level and, um, you know, some of the larger companies that you think of when you're watching sports and seeing them on, um, signage, but, um, yeah, basically meeting with the different companies and learning about what their goals are, um, especially when it comes to marketing and, Um, basically tying those with what we have to offer. So, you know, signage is usually the first thing because it's old school and it comes to everyone's mind. (laughs) Right, right, of um, course. You know, it's it's radio. um, And then basically the the big thing now is uh, social media and using the Mm. different platforms because especially in a time like this, Uh what better way is there to engage with fans than um, you know, get get the company's message out there. So, yeah, that's pretty much in, in a, in a nutshell. Right. Yeah. Well, so you, you know, you were able to parlay that into a position, um, with Cal Bears sports properties and, and, um, and move back up to the Bay area. So can you reflect a little bit, um, Katie on what you saw, you know, you, 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 um, you were in those two positions for almost three years. Did you see more of, um, did you see an arc in terms of with the digital 
um, and experiential activations. We're more and more companies wanting that more ex experiential activation through the actual athletic events and, and that sort of thing. Um, can you reflect on that a little bit? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in-game promotions are huge. You know, mm -hmm. you the thing that comes top of mind and what I love so much about that position um, was if you can think of it, you can basically do it um, right. with the restrictions <laughs> right. around obviously student athletes, but right. um, you know, it's, it's not just handing out free pizza coupons to um, you know, everyone that enters through the front door. There's, you know, very right. creative ways to, um, not just get your product out there, but make sure that the people at the games and, and at home, honestly, um, and on, on the internet are um, remembering your brand and kind of what, what you have to offer that, that sets you apart. So yeah, in-game promotions are huge, but also, yeah, so through social, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome because you can really track that, which is <laughs> every right. phone call starts with, you know, what's my ROI? And it's like, okay, right. well, you know, right. well, you either got to, you got to trust the process or yeah. you got to do something on social. Right, right. And I love that one because it's like, we don't really, we, we've never really come up with a good way of uh, measuring the ROI for sport marketing. But um, uh, so I love that that was the first question that everybody's asking you. <laughs> um, and um, by the sport, uh, the promotions, um, were, were you around when there, there was the dancing toothbrush at, uh, at Cal Poly Athletics events? Do you ever remember that one? <laughs> I don't know if I do. That might be I think that predated. Time, but, uh, yeah, that might have predated you. Yeah, there was a there was a local dentist who had, uh, and we had students who had to like um, dress up as a toothbrush and uh, as interns for Cal Poly Athletics and had to like dance around as a toothbrush. And I was just like, oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> this is that's driving awesome. this is driving kids away from sport management, <laughs> having to dance around as a toothbrush. Um, but anyway, character building, character building, eggs. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I had that one slide where I joke about you could be the mascot, you know, um, mascots make a pretty good living, you know. <laughs> but uh, so, so now we, we've, we've arrived at, at your current position. So tell us a little bit, and I, I know students are always whenever it's a um, Whenever it's an iconic brand like the San Francisco 49ers or um, Apple or Google or um, um, the, these iconic brands that, that we have, um, uh, they're always really curious about how you got the position, right? Like um, what, what, did you, what process did you go through and how did you land it? So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I loved what I was doing for Learfield IMG College and, you know, enjoyed the creative side of that. But honestly, everything comes back in my, in my career to relationships. And yeah. I'm not just talking about, you know, the important ones that you build with, um, you know, your, your, your clients and, and your partners, but um, connecting with colleagues. So, you know, I was connecting with just, you know, it's not a scheduled call. It's just, Hey, like saw this, it reminded me of you just very casual. Um, and you know, I was on the phone with, with a former colleague and, you know, he's like, Hey, like, um, I, I remember you from so-and-so, uh, we just, they have a position that just opened. Um, you might be interested in checking it out and I can refer you if you're 
if you do end up being interested and, and kind of, you know, one thing led to another, I wasn't necessarily looking to leave. Um, but it turned out to be an opportunity that I, I couldn't pass up. And, right. um, you know, as special as it is connecting with, um, you know, especially working at, at Cal Poly and working for your alma mater, um, there's something extra special about working in professional sports. And then on top of that, working for, um, you know, an NFL team, it's, it's, a you know, top tier. It's, it's hard to pass up for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, uh, we've, um, we've had a, a few students over the years work for the 49ers and, um, one in particular, um, uh, he, he sent me an email and, and, um, the week after Levi stadium opened and he went through what he had just experienced. And I got, I got like goosebumps just, uh, just reading it, you know? And he was like, the only problem is, is I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I could, uh, I don't think I could work for, uh, 50 years in sport management and ever reach the pinnacle that I just reached. You know, he was the person who walked, um, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, um, Ronnie Lott. And, um, let's see, there was one more, I can't remember the, uh, the fourth, maybe it was Dwight Clark at the time, uh, walked them to the 50 yard line, um, for the opening ceremony. And he was standing there when the, uh, when they like, uh, you know, like cut the ribbon or whatever, uh, for, or, or, or uh, did the, the coin flip for the first game. And, um, um, so yeah, there, there's something special about working in, um, professional sports for sure. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's uh, tell us, first of all, you know, I know one of the things that's exciting about our field is, is that, no day is exactly the same, but, but if you had to say what your day is like, um, if we were not in the middle of a pandemic, what's your, (laughs) what's your, what's your day like? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm obviously in in a sales position. So, um, typically I, I spend my mornings doing a little bit of just basic, you know, research, looking on, um, you know, sports business journal and LinkedIn and, you know, different, different sites to catch up on some companies that, um, are either current partners or that I'm interested in having become current partners, um, and, and starting those, those conversations and, and that dialogue. So really it's, it's, um, you know, finding new companies to reach out to, um, and then maybe even more important than finding the companies and the um, individuals is finding unique ways to engage with them. So, right. you know, a, a cold mass email where you're just changing the, the name at the top, um, that's, that's not going to go very far. Right. Um, you know, if, if we could get the open rate on, on what that is, uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, be pretty dis- discouraging. So, um, you know, right doing research and, and setting yourself apart. So they're interested in even responding, even if their response is just a no, not interested. Um, you know, it, it might just be a no, not right now. So yeah, it's a, it's a balance between, um, you know, researching, um, and, uh, re- reaching out as well. Right. And, 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 and I would imagine it's a lot of what you've already talked about and that's just building those building and maintaining those relationships. Is that, is that true? 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's huge. Um, and it doesn't just happen over, you know, one phone call. Um, it's, uh, it's a process, but that's what I like most about it is, you know, um, pretty, pretty fortunate in the sense that, you know, uh, who I'm meeting with, if I'm doing my job correctly, it, it should be the decision maker. It should be, mm-hmm. um, someone in a director C-level position, um, and being able to have conversations with people in that, those positions on, on a regular basis. Um, you know, I, I've learned a lot from, from them. Um, obviously I don't say that during the meeting, but, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's great having those connections and, um, and building from there. Yeah. You know, and, um, I think you're you're uniquely um, positioned to to kind of reflect on this because we, we've had a number of um, students over the years, obviously with with professional sports, um, who end up not in professional sports any longer. And one of the reasons is because they're building these relationships with all of these people, and then those people are like, well wow, Katie's pretty awesome. I wish she was working for me. And so they throw money at Katie and say, Hey, come work for me. And, and so, um, you know, uh, I I've had a couple of, of people, um, be a little bit critical along those lines of like, well, you know, yeah, you don't, um, yeah, no one's really sticking in sport management. I'm like, well, no, yeah, we have plenty who are sticking in sport management, but if, um, but you know, if it's opening the doors for other things and uh, those other things are fulfilling and things that they want to do, what's wrong with that? Right. That's kind of the way I look at it. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And whether they stick in it or not, you know, that's, that's up to, up to them. But, uh, exactly. yeah, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, leaving your house is every interaction could potentially be a job interview. You don't know who you're sitting next to on a plane. You don't know who your Uber driver, you know, what his full-time job might be or um, things like that. Yeah. So um, that's why, you know, I think like how you conduct yourself is, is huge, but um, yeah, it's funny. Usually the, the uh, people that you meet with, it's kind of like a inside joke with uh uh, sales, especially in, in sports is, you know, if, if you do get those comments where it's like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're good at what you do. Like, have you ever thought about, you know, uh, joining tech <laughs> yeah. or something like that? Like, yeah. The funny thing about that is that's always what they say right before you get a no. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's always hilarious. a little bit uh, backhanded, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I got you. That's hilarious. You give me the inside scoop there. I love it. I love it. So we're, uh, you know, we've, we've avoided for the most part, the C word, um, uh, coronavirus and, and all of its, um, and all of its impacts on, um, on the um, on the sport industry, um, we, we we know we know what what that has entailed. Um, so when I ask you what is the most pressing problem or issue facing our field, um, obviously that one um, rises to the forefront. And so I want to I want to switch it up a little bit. And we talked about this um, before before we got started. Can you um, can you reflect for us a little bit on um, on the the day-to-day planning, you know, you got a season upcoming, um, and, um, you know, no one really knows what's going to happen. Um, but, but obviously you as someone who works for the organization, you got a plan. It's not like a season just goes, 
bam, appears out of of nowhere. It's not like a magic uh, snap our fingers type thing. So can you talk about um, just the planning that you guys have had to do and the challenges along those lines over the last few months? Yeah, totally. And I think you you said it perfectly. No one really knows. Um, that that's so true. Um, but I guess how we're uh, you know taking that head on is you know obviously um, once once people started taking this a little bit more seriously and we realized hey you know we're not just staying home for a week or so mm-hmm. um, you know we we adjusted and we we continued on, on the same path as business as usual as possible. So mm-hmm. luckily, you know, in the, in the Bay area, um, you know, I, I think a lot more people are working from home than they're used to, but zoom calls are nothing new for, for people in this, in this area specifically. Um, you know, so that's not a huge adjustment for people. You don't have to walk them through how to use it. Right. Um, right. It's, it's, uh, it's not a bad way to connect with people either, you know, especially if they have their camera on, but, um, right. you know, we're, we're definitely, uh, taking the precautions and, you know, being respectful, um, even more than normal when, you know, people say it's not a good time and kind of hitting on the, the research that I was touching on earlier, that is even more critical now because you don't want to be, you know, reaching out over and over again to a company who just laid off half their employees and right. don't know what the future holds more than you and I. Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's just focusing on on who we're reaching out to and um, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst type thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, I actually thought about that when you were talking about the research earlier. I was like wondering whether that was part of the research that you're doing um, right now. Um, so I, I appreciate you inserting that. So students, um, well, let's, let's, let's turn it to, to more of a positive, right? And so students who are, who are interested in, um, in sport management and professional sports in general, um, what, advice, what advice would you give them in, in thinking about the future and in thinking about preparing themselves for um, potential positions? ask for help. (laughs) Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, even if you might not know someone directly, if you can, um, you know, ask them, have them ask you for help and you have a whole bunch of people that you can connect them to, for example, um, not to, not to volunteer you, but I think that that's a great example. Um, you know, ask for help, ask for referrals. Um, you know, and then ultimately just, you know, work hard and find out what you do and don't want to do and keep learning. And, you know, obviously it eventually comes full circle and then hopefully you're in a position to help people that helped you and beyond. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I have students who who come to me sometimes a little bit frustrated, like I don't have these connections that I hear you keep talking about. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah but I, I didn't either. <laughs> I made those connections, you know, I, I, I went out and I made them. I, I, you can't just sit around and wait for those connections to come. And, and even if it's just, even if it's volunteering at an event or whatever it might be, you never know who you're going to, um, who you're going to come in contact with. With. You know, I've had students in the past that, that said, well, well, I'm just like the checkout 
Um, I'm just a checkout person at, at Dick's Sporting Goods. How am I ever supposed to build my resume from there? I'm like, well, have you reached out to the manager and asked about helping with marketing? Have you da 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 da? You know, I like, and I go through like five different things, and they're like, oh, I never thought about that. And it's a matter of putting yourself out there. And um, you were you were great at doing that, and um, you obviously are really great at building relationships. And I think that's um, obviously a huge thing. And in, in in getting yourself out there and making those connections, and then also in what you're doing, obviously with sales, it's it's critically important. Um, you know, I know you were you were around right around the time when we were talking about and shifting to experience industry management. Um, I'm I'm curious. Um, I, I like to end by a little bit of um, having a little bit of reflection along those lines. You know. We feel like the umbrella, right? The umbrella with recreation, parks, and tourism was leaving off sport and events, right? Two of the areas that that you've talked about previously, and so in, in opening up the experience industry, we, we've we've um, we've essentially opened up almost every company in the world is trying to co-create experiences with you know with with employees, clients, users, um, all that. So I wonder. Um, if you could reflect a little bit on um, on whether you're seeing that and what you're doing on a daily basis. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I do is connecting with, um, you know, individuals at companies and finding out what, what they're looking for. And, right. you know, um, especially when it's pertaining to our different hospitality options, um, you know, typically people utilize our partnership, whether it's, you know, business development and client entertainment or Mm -hmm. um, employee rewards. Some even use it for philanthropic reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And then especially in the Bay Area, um, talent recruitment is huge, Um, you know, because everyone's offering free lunch nowadays. It's, um, it's hard to set yourself apart. And then, you know, part of that as well Um, is, you know, once you do have the top talent, how are you keeping them? Because, (laughs) because uh, LinkedIn, you know, you get flooded with messages um, from recruiters and things like that. So yeah, yeah, those, those four things are are definitely huge, um, especially in what I do on a, on a day-to-day basis. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, Katie, um, I know you're super busy and preparing for the season. And um, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time today just to talk with us. Um, fingers crossed that we can um, we can get through this and we can get um, sports back in our lives. I know we're all um, missing it quite a bit. Um, and um, obviously, we want to keep it in perspective. We, we um you know, we, we know that there are people out there hurting a great deal. And, um, and in the grand scheme of things, sports, um, uh, you know, uh, it, it holds a place, but it's, um, we, we do have to keep it in perspective. And I think this time has helped us to keep it in perspective. And I know, um, you know, I, I remember, I remember back to nine 11 and, um, how painful that was. And I know your generation was, was young, was younger, but it was something that impacted you greatly. And, and I remember the power of that moment of sports coming back. And I just remember the tears just 
flowing. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think sports can be, um, can hopefully be that, that beacon of, of we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this together. And, um, for so many of us, I think that's one of the things that sport can do for us is, is provides that distraction, provides that outlet that we can, uh, that we can look to. And, um, uh, yeah, so, Hope for a better day ahead and just want to say thank you so much for, for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, right on. All right. See ya. Bye.